Hey, Southside Sox fans, we're coming at coming at you with a, another podcast here, sort of back-to-back. It's number five. Had a little Captain Beefheart intro in the show, and there's a reason for that, because we have a very special guest here with us on the Southside Sox podcast out in California. It's Tom Browski, a painter, just like Captain Beefheart was as well. And we're going to talk a little bit of Cactus League. We're going to talk art, and we're going to talk about a, bunch of, about a bunch of things. Tom, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Cool, yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right, let's get right down to the baseball. You were at uh, four games, I think, uh, uh, early in Cactus League play. Obviously, art purposes, shooting some great uh, photographs as well. But give me your impressions of, of the experience. It's the second time you've you've been out to Camelback. Uh, you know, what was it like in terms of your access? And then let's get into a little bit of what you saw on the field from the White Sox. Yeah, so, uh, you know, went out to Arizona to kind of nerd out on some baseball and stuff. And, uh second time i did a little more research this time so i kind of knew what to expect but um uh yeah in terms of just like access like just being near the players and like being up close um it was really exciting to see especially because these guys are so personable um so i really had a a good time uh just kind of seeing how the players go about their everyday stuff uh if you've never been uh you can get there like 9 a.m and watch them practice watch them warm up on the field uh hit bp uh, and kind of stand there right at the fence, which is like watching like a little league team play pretty much. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you get access right there, and I mean, you, I mean, you really you can't fall down without hitting some baseball, and I mean, that's that's the coolest thing about it. I mean, you're walking right past guys. Uh, yeah, and for you, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like, I mean, Roger Bossard would come up and talk to you, or random coaches would you know interact. So, uh, really, really cool experience. Yeah, now for for listeners, readers, Southside Sox, Tom is uh, an artist. He we featured his work on both Southside Sox and Southside Hip Pen. Uh, he's a guy who's going to be providing art and photography for us, you know, pretty much throughout. And frankly, here's the problem: the guy's super sharp on uh, Twitter. I mean, the guy's a writer as well. He communicates very well about the White Sox too. So I'm like, geez, I'd like Tom to write too, but then that takes away from his art. Or if I want him to do too much art, then it's going to take away from his photography. <laughs> this is a conundrum. Uh, you can, you can... I, have, I have too many things going <laughs> on. <yeah. laughs> it's the tripod of terror from Tom Borowski. And you can see a dilemma for an editor like me because I'm like, what, what, button, what button do I push here? It's a challenge. Um, I, have, I have a lot of buttons. But let's um, let's get down to a little bit of what you saw. I mean, obviously, uh, you tweeted out. Um, and again, let's just bust out the Twitter handle because if you're not following Tom, I say this about every guest I have because every guest I invite on to any of these uh, podcasts are awesome. By definition, they're awesome. The Twitter handle for Tom is Tom uh, underscore Paints. Get it? You know, Tom Paints. Okay. So follow him there if you're not already because you're not only going to get great art, great socks talk, you're going to get great get great photographs and I think this is a little bit of what you were able to do in terms of your artistic outlet being at Camelback Tom right and that you took yeah. some great shots um, I've seen your regular season shots uh, out in games in Anaheim and the Camelback allows you to get even closer and there's just some phenomenal uh, stuff so tell me a little bit about you know your process in doing that you're just moving around the field and just trying to you know zoom in at the action at the right time I mean I'm art ignorant so lay it on yeah. me yeah I mean the best part about being at the games in, at uh, Camelback is, especially during a midweek game, like nobody was there, so you can just sit up right next to the, the netting. Um, so I mean, pretty much, yeah, I you know have a, a good camera and I like to to kind of capture some of the, the moments so I can paint and reference. 
move around the field and find good angles uh, and then sit there patiently and wait out pitches to try and catch some of the, the home runs and stuff. So, so a little a little bit of a, a labor of love at times, and I didn't quite prepare for the Arizona sun the first day. <laughs> yeah, you think like living in California, I get a lot of sun, but I, I think I, I sit in my car in traffic most of the time and then in an office. So, uh, yeah, I uh, uh, ran into some of those those uh, problems. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, it's just, you know, kind of having fun and, and uh, trying to get the players, like, you know, when they're having some good moments. So I, uh, I have some photos of Eloy that I have to post where he was uh, just kind of interacting with me a little bit more. Hmm. Um, and that, that's kind of the fun part of spring training because the guys seem pretty loose. Yeah. So, well, and the good news too, Tom, is that the uh, the head umbrella that you end up having to wear in for the, wear for the rest of your stay, uh, the shadows from that were not visible in any photograph. So you know you, you, <laughs> you framed yeah. it very well, very yeah. well. No, you can see all the zinc sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, every shot had Vaseline. Wow, I don't know what he was yeah, doing. Exactly. He was trying to get that soft focus on all the players. It was so pretty. Yeah, um, I know. I got sunscreen all over my camera. <laughs> Let's talk about. Uh, obviously, you caught some terrific shots. Um, I, you know, I'm a sucker. I, I think we're both. I've seen some of your uh, Luis Robert uh, card postings. We're both suckers for baseball cards. I, I'm a, I'm a total sucker for like I call them like the ball in the air shot. You know, any of those photos where the ball's coming off the bat, almost contact ball coming out of the pitcher's hand. That, and I know it's certainly a few of those you had. I think with Luis Robert and maybe some others, but. Uh, was there a particular shot you got at Camelback or a particular guy you found yourself having the most fun um, shooting, regardless of, of how well they were doing on the on the field? Uh, I mean, Luis Robert all the time, just because he, he's really hard to because he moves so fast. So everything he does is explosive. <laughs> so it's, it's almost like my camera couldn't shoot fast. Enough. I have a pretty fast camera, but I'm like, damn, how did I miss that swing? That's because he swings so quick. Yerman uh, was really fun to shoot because he always just seems to take up a, a nice amount of space in my in my shots, uh, and he's always active. So um, he was really fun, and uh, having him behind the plate too a couple times. He yeah, he just he's got a lot of energy to him. No, um, there's a note here to Luis Robert and his agent. Um, perhaps it might be smart to pursue some sort of promotion deal uh, with a camera manufacturer. Um, with the if there is a camera that can actually catch. Luis in frame consistently because of his speed. Boom! You've got a natural relationship <laughs> yeah. right there. You know. I think I need. To, I'll need to upgrade my camera just for him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me drag out the Luis camera. Right, right. Yeah, I got to yeah, change out the Luis lens here. So. Now, just as a fan, obviously you're there as a fan as well. Even though you're, you're working and hustling and getting uh, a sunscreen on your, uh, trying to keep it off the lens and all that. Um, you know, as a fan, you've been following before leading up. You've been following since you got back uh, home from Camelback. Is there a guy, is there a, a trend on the team? Is there something that's impressing you or maybe on the other hand disappointing you that you want to see more from just from the team in general? Uh, I mean, from what I saw at spring training, like I, I think just the vibe of this team is really fun. And it's something I haven't seen from previous spring trainings or you know Sox teams that I've kind of experienced. So uh, the guys all kind of seem to feel, they feel kind of relaxed, which is, kind of odd because they haven't really won anything yet but I think just it kind of looked like they know their place and they know that you know they're putting in work for the season and maybe some of the contracts that have worked out uh have them kind of at peace with that uh so just kind of the energy 
ready to go for the season. So um, I'm really excited to see that. Um, like guys that I was drawn to, I mean, I went there kind of just to see Luis Robert, really, because uh, I saw him at Sox Fest, and I couldn't believe how big that guy was. Yeah. So uh, just going there to see him, and I think he's as advertised. So I haven't been more excited for a player, um, you know, in a long, long, long time. And uh, uh, I missed out on some of the pitching. I didn't really see that. They weren't throwing yet. So yeah. um, I think that's kind of where I want to see more from um, this you know, as a fan, and uh, that's kind of the, what do you call it, the, uh, the question mark there, yeah. I guess, from the team. So, And some of the prospects like Zach Birdie and Dane Dunning, and, and uh, I'd like to see what those guys are can contribute this year. All right, Tom, I've laid out the fact that you're, uh, you know, triple, triple, quadruple, quintuple, whatever threat, you know, you are uh, got some sharp bite on Twitter as a writer, uh, obviously photographer, artist as well. So the uh, messaging is something that I think probably for your own work and then just out in the world itself, you pay attention to. The White Sox seem like social media wise and team wise, I think you're sort of alluding to the fact this team is loose, confident, even though they don't really have a, a huge reason coming off of 89 losses to be super confident. But the messaging seems like it has taken a turn. It's getting a little more cohesive, uh, optimistic, obviously, sort of powerful, maybe a little swag. Is there something you've seen now in transition coming into this season as well where there's a little a change that you're detecting in, in some of the messaging you're getting from the White Sox? Uh, yeah, I mean, their whole you know platform has changed. I think they're starting to embrace their players and like the identity of who they are, the whole change the game and... and uh, you know, something I was, like, looking at was when Tim Anderson, you know, was doing the bat flips and stuff, was, like, you know, from a kind of a marketing standpoint, it was, like, how are the white, are they going to market this? Are they going to really, like, promote these players and, and um, you know, go after that, that kind of energy um, and let the players drive it? And I think they are. Um, you know, it seems like they're letting the players use their personalities a lot, too. Yeah, it speaks to the power of a guy, uh, I guess the trends in baseball in general and the power of a guy specifically like Tim, who went a year ago from having the, the stick talk bat flip game that, of course, he later was um, ejected from and suspended for you know, based on some language not related yeah. to the flip. But that game in that context, you know, it still uh, caused... Uh, there was some consternation among fans because it's like, why, hold on, this guy's just, you know, he's, what did you, essentially, what did you do wrong? Uh, and now here, we're not even a year later and you've got MLB tweeting out his quotes. Uh, it speaks a little bit to how baseball always seems maybe a step behind, but is, I think, desperately trying to catch up with some of the direction the game is going. And by embracing guys like this, I mean, th these are the guys who are catching most uh, of the sunlight in the game and it, it doesn't mean you ignore grandpa justin verlander it just means you're maybe going to give him a little less of the attention because he's not where it's at it's a guy like tim anderson it's a guy like uh, as you've mentioned a number of these white Sox players that are sort of this next wave of baseball and talent and and really swagger and it makes sense to try to get on that wave and ride it out because that's where the fans are headed you know, it's connecting, like, when you show the players' personalities with the Eloy and, like, the high mom, and <laughs> and uh, you see what the, you know, the fans gravitate towards. Uh, it's, it connects, you know, the fans to the players, and I think the, the MLB and the White Sox, you know, uh, the White Sox social media is starting to recognize that and, and promote that. Um, yeah, and it helps when the players have the numbers to back it up, but, it's, you know, you, 
you know, you can't just keep showing home run highlights. It becomes kind of, you know, mundane. So I think letting you into the players' lives and, and seeing, you know, yeah, they're all different. They all come from different backgrounds and they have, you know, funny personalities and they joke around. It's like, it's a fun game. So I think they're, they're starting to get that. When you, when being a Sox fan, you've been a Sox fan for a while. I've been a Sox fan for a while longer. Uh, we've certainly had our ups, uh, World Series win. We've had the early 90s teams that I think you were sort of born into as a fan uh, where the White Sox were a commanding presence in the game. But we're sort of used to being, um, and then this is fault perhaps of the team as well, not always controlling their messaging and pushing it out there, not knowing how, how to push the buttons. Um, so to see the fact that we've got this group of guys, particularly Tim Anderson, uh, starting his channel that he's really putting a lot of energy into and it's, and it's spreading beyond, it's not just a, a Tim vanity project, but it really is shining light on the team. Um, this is new territory. Uh, I mean, granted we're coming off a, a miserable decade of baseball, so it should be new territory because who wants to spotlight, uh, Adam Dunn tossing a football in the outfield or whatever. But, I mean, this is sort of a weird, you know, I mean, as a fan, I mean, you, you've been a fan long enough to know this is new territory. 2005 sort of came and went fast enough that there were some ascendant stars that sort of burned out quickly. Uh, only a few guys even stuck with the team for a while. So this is looking like something that can sustain into the 2020s that's, that's really going to be unprecedented for White Sox fans. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you go back a couple of years when they tried to piece together something, I, I think that's the key there was they always tried to piece together these teams <laughs> and pull from other teams, and it, it never felt like it meshed, you know, and and getting these guys so young and having them start in, in AAA and seeing, you know, Moncada in the minors and having that anticipation of when he's going to come up, um, you know, and same for Luis Robert now, you know, Madrigal and Vaughn, this team, they just feels, they feel natural, like, you learn to grow with the players a little bit. So I think the fans are really grabbing onto that and um, compared to other, you know, other seasons. Uh, and yeah, I, they're starting to, you know, they know the players, you're seeing them kind of grow before your eyes. And I think, you know, the, the team's doing a good job of marketing them and guys like Tim Anderson doing his channel, that's going to hopefully lead to a lot of these players being really, you know, active in social media and engaging with the fans and kind of listening to what the fan base wants, which is just, See, Southside Sox fans, when Tom Borowski looks in the mirror, he sees a painter and an artist. When I see Tom Borowski, I see a guy who's also a writer. Look at this. He just inadvertently coins the the theme of the 2010 White Sox teams, trying to piece something together. That pretty much sums it up, trying. And some yep. years, not even trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a... All right, friends at home, this is about roughly the midpoint of the podcast. I believe we're going to step away for a couple commercial messages. Uh, thanks for bearing with us. And Tom and I will be back with you here in just about a minute. All right, welcome back to the Southside Sox podcast. I'm with Tom Browski. And let me give you some of his handles here. Twitter, it's at Tom underscore paints. And he's got a website you're going to want to check out. If you're going to follow him on Twitter, you might as well check out the website. It's paintedbytom.com where you can buy some of his prints. I believe you can buy some originals. Uh, you can fill me in on that, Tom. But, I mean, I'm pretty much... He's a made yeah, work. Yeah, I, mean, for, yeah. I don't know. I haven't put the originals up yet. Um, I'm still trying to get some autographs and update it, but they'll, they'll be up there. Oh, he's got some plans, see? Just that you thought yeah. you thought originals would be cool enough, fans? No, they're going to be even cooler than originals. So just sit tight. 
PaintedByTom.com. So Tom Browski's with us uh, talking White Sox, and now we're going to transition into talking a little art. This is unique. We're usually talking to writers, uh, perhaps some people who dabble in photography or videography as well, but certainly Tom is unique to us in that he's an actual painter. Uh, something I can't really relate to whatsoever. So give me an idea a little bit, Tom, of, of sort of how you got uh, into uh, painting um, uh, broadly and then maybe specifically honing in on the Chicago sports figures, including the White Sox, that you paint. Yeah, so I mean, I've always painted, um, you know, from the start, from when I was a kid. Um, and then I kind of, I went to art school, I went to design school because I was like, whoa, I can, you know, not take real classes and just like, draw all day and that. <laughs> I think something that's cool on Tom's Twitter feed is, first of all, you're occasionally going to get some um, name checks of projects, animation projects he's worked on. So you get to see clips or links to stuff that he's actually worked on and done backgrounds for. But then also uh, some interesting stuff he does where I believe there's some time lapse of paintings, um, you know, b before and after type of stuff. Uh, and of course, also uh, um, um, trivia qu questions about who the next person being painted or even contests to name uh, who the next uh, guy to be painted is. So there's a lot of interactive stuff that Tom does, which makes it sort of fun, gives uh, fans and uh, those interested in art a chance to sort of be a little bit a part of the process. Um, who was that? Do you remember who, what the scene was that you first painted that first night, deciding to use some of the extra paint laying around and watching the ball game? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I painted uh, Palka, Daniel Palka, yeah. um, on his, his the Palk off, uh, where he had the walk-off <laughs> home run versus the Indians. Um, and I remember because I, I, I was just sitting there and I was so tired, like I had a, a newborn was like two months old and I was just finally sitting down watching the game and, and he hit that walk off and everybody's kind of going crazy and I was just like all right I'm just gonna paint that moment because it was kind of cool um yeah and that's kind of the, the genesis of this all and it's fun too when you've got a guy like Palka who is who is uh, active with fans active on social media and I'm imagining you've at least uh through third parties if not directly got some feedback from from Daniel because I know some folks have ordered prints and I think even maybe got Autograph uh, prints. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's, that's... I uh, um, I don't. I actually sent him the original, so I know he's he's got that. Um, as a, kind of just a thank you for the, the whole kind of you know kicking this thing off. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely people. I think it was Palka. Like when I first kind of got into it too, I was kind of clinging to the the whole one oh eight culture and the, the Sox Twitter and I just saw Palka and he was kind of this exciting player and 
had the fan base. So that's why I was like, if I'm going to paint somebody too, I was like, this is, you know, kind of an awesome guy to paint. He seems really cool and he was just hitting home runs and, and uh, it seemed like a person everybody would respond to as well. Okay. So it was kind of a, a dark season. So yeah. <laughs> I stepped up some of those fun moments. Okay, Daniel, we know you're listening, so you've, you've heard, in case it wasn't clear to you, you've got a Tom Borowski original. We know your future is set. You've got the aerospace degree. You're rocking all sorts of things, all right? You've got a baseball career and all that, but be smart, man. That's a Borowski original. That's the, the original original, so be cool with that, man. Yeah, Put that in the safe retire. or whatever. He'll retire one day on that one. Jesus, Polka, come on. Get straight. Um, you uh, have a sort of an interest. I mean, I think... Another thing that's fun about following you and engaging with you, Tom, is that you, you sort of have fun with the art itself. I know both at Sox Fest and at Campbellback Ranch, you sort of had a little sort of scavenger hunt prints kind of thing going where you're dropping prints off and, and tweeting out locations and, and getting people to find stuff. And I think even meeting up with some of the people who found things. How's, how's that occurred to you? I mean, I guess that's a terrific way to engage with the art, which, you know, normally might just sit on a wall, but, uh, you know, tell me the thinking behind that. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, when I started kind of doing this, it was just really like to kind of throw stuff out there for, for, you know, White Sox fans. Um, and I've kind of just become, you know, part of the White Sox Twitter community, and I really like interacting with uh, the different people on there. Um, so for me, I mean, it's it's just kind of a way to to you know spread art. It's like I just kind of want to give people uh, you know stuff to put on their walls that you know I like, and um, yeah, to you know share new artwork and and I don't see a lot of traditional art out there anymore. So it's, it's that's kind of a personal goal of mine is just to give people like you know. This is a traditional painting, so, you know, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, it it's seems... not as polished as, like, digital work but that you see everywhere. Yeah, but, it's, it seems you know. like art to me, um, yeah, beyond the photography, which certainly is its own um, art form, often when it comes to actual treatment, like you're trying to do, yeah. you're treating a player, you know, usually seems to come now and what? We're going to put a filter on a photograph and we're going to maybe like zap a little different color in there and you're going to put your name at the bottom and say, hey, I made a piece of original art, which... You know, unfortunately, uh, beyond the ethics of it, it is is just you know. I mean, that's not a it's not a terribly exciting art form. That's what makes what you're doing completely like off the road of where a lot of people seem to be heading in this like derivative digital world. What makes it so much fun because it's a it, you know it's a you're always putting a little wrinkle in there that's something you're not going to see anybody else is going to come up with. Yeah, it's kind of timeless too. Like when I go back and I think of the baseball cards that I I like. Um, you know, I, I used to like a lot of the hand-painted cards that you'd see, the old cards. Yeah. Um, and I was always drawn to those because, like, oh, they look so cool and, like, you know, seeing the painted backgrounds and stuff. And uh, it just kind of is timeless because you can't, you know, you don't edit them. You just kind of take the photo and tweak the colors a little bit to make sure it looks like the painting. Um, but, it, you know, yeah, you're right. There aren't filters and it's not a ton of Photoshop editing, that stuff that you can, you know, in 10 years we're going to look back on some of the, the, you know, graphic design and some of the other digital art and be like, oh, that fit in that time period. And it, it just, you know, it feels, feels very dated at times. So I think having traditional art, it's always something that, that holds up and it's just going to be kind of timeless. I'm sure every artist has sort of um, go-to moves and, and the things that you've, you've honed. So that's something you can always draw on. Now, again, I'm completely 
well, almost, I'd like to think I'm not art ignorant, but I'm going to at least pretend I'm art ignorant so I don't assume too much here. But I mean, when I look at your art, I see, I've seen stuff you've done that seems fairly representative and, and straightforward of a scene. And then I also see there's, there's, there's certainly at least the approach you have where you're doing sort of the, I want to call it like a uniform layer, sort of like a, a tearaway look to it too. Are, are there several uh, different approaches you take, you know, maybe depending on the subject or, or, or the mood? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, a lot of it is just like, you know, what I have time to do and, and sometimes, um, just trying to do something new and, you know, to keep me engaged because, you know, I don't want to keep painting the same kind of portraits, but it's also like, you know, what am I, I'm trying to work and, and grow as an artist too. So sometimes I'm like, okay, I just need to do something that's like a straightforward, you know, portrait to kind of work on, on just that skill. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of see just, you know, my progression as well, uh, but yeah, a lot of times. I mean, I've got other ideas coming out with like incorporating like you know the the um, flag colors of the players into their jerseys and mm. and do a lot of stuff like that um, just to kind of honor some of the players and where they've come from as well. Uh, but I mean, I kind of just you know eventually you do the same thing over and over again and it gets kind of boring. So then you try and throw something out there to challenge myself and then you know look at something a different way and and then sometimes come back to it and then other times move in a totally different direction. So. Uh, I think I've got some new stuff that I'm in my head that looks pretty cool that hopefully I can get done before the season starts. Um, and if not, I'm going to play with it during the season as well. Now, is there a guy, um, I know at least you've said in your Meet the Players for Southside Sox that your favorite all-time player is Frank Thomas. Is there a guy that you're apprehensive about painting, either because maybe you can't get him right or he just was like your hero so you want to make sure you get it right or does any of that come into play when you're when you're doing your work uh yeah no absolutely um i've been struggling with like a, a michael jordan white Sox mm. painting for a little bit and i keep trying to get it out and it's just not right and there's something about his you know the the pressure of like you know the greatest basketball player of all time and probably the greatest chicago athlete of all time so uh there's some pressure of just being like this has to be right so I kind of keep fixing stuff on that. Um, and then uh, even other players like, you know, Luis Robert, I've been trying to get something out. Um, I will have something ready by opening day, so we, we can talk about that. And uh, But having, like, trying to capture his energy and stuff into the painting, mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, he's not, he's not a, he's very kinetic, so it's not like, you know, when you just have him stand there with a bat, it seems like it's kind of, like, oh, it's not really getting him right. So that's, that's something I've been kind of struggling with, and uh, and uh, yeah, it definitely comes into play. And then sometimes you put a little too much pressure on like the piece, you know. Well, and then on top of it, uh, you know, in the case of somebody like Michael Jordan, where you're understandably a little bit apprehensive and nervous about, you know, then there's a the pressure of getting him that original, knowing it's going to be hung up in a place of prominence in his, you know, Miami home, North Carolina home, Chicago home, you know, wherever he's living now. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, come on, that's, you know, that's pressure. You know, you're going to have all his, his, you know, famous NBA Hall of Famers coming in, checking it out. I mean, come on, that's just, not that I'm not trying to freak <laughs> right. you out, you know. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you know, I just call him up and, and make sure I make the deal happen. Of course, sure. for him, because it's a White Sox baseball, that one might be hanging in the bathroom, you know, because that's, you know, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would love to do a series of White Sox bathroom art. I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> the true, the original man cave. See, we're 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 brainstorming uh, new themes for you as we speak. Yeah. The yeah. um, 
Um, I, you, off the top of my head, and not to put you on the spot, are there um, artists, whether they are tied to sports art or not, uh, artists that have particularly inspired you in making this pursuit and, and getting into the painting? Uh, yeah, oh man, tons. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of like the old, the old artists, you know, the Norman Rockwells. They kind of painted, painted the classic, you know, Americana um, paintings, and you know, doing the Saturday Evening Post mm-hmm. uh, baseball illustrations. Uh, but now I'm like, you know, really into a lot of new, you know, or contemporary artists uh, and illustrators. Like Ken Williams is a, a painter that I, I learned from and uh, in school, and, and he's a, a huge painter that did like comic book stuff, and now he just does figurative painting. Um, illustrators, I still like, you know, like the Tomer Hanuka and James Jean and all those guys are, are really great too. So I've got too many, too many references. Yeah. Artists that I enjoy. Yeah. The um, talk for days. Uh, the, okay, so let's go from one uh, um, slightly tricky question to a trickier one. Have you uh, have you yet to forgive uh, Albert Bell for his treatment of you when you were a young fan? No, that'll always stick with me. <laughs> that kind of stuff very, does stick. I suppose it helps that they're, you know, just a few, uh, a few short steps away from being kids. That always, I suppose, helps a little bit. But uh, you know, Albert Bell yeah. wasn't exactly a—he was just a uh, sixty-five-year-old man in a, a thirty-year-old body, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> His charm. Yeah, it, it seemed like you know, as a kid, they would do like the autograph signings where you like come down to the field at, at um, whatever it was back then, Comiskey or uh, whatever the park was called. Um, and it was a lot. It was just. It seemed very hard to get access to the players back then as a kid, and and now um, it just seems like they're the players really appreciate you know all the kids and they like messing with them and interacting. So it's pretty cool. All right, you're going to be seeing a lot of Tom Borowski art on Southside Sox and Southside Hip. And there have already been um, uh, pieces published and uh, in, in both spots, uh, both just as illustration for articles. And of course, I believe we started off with a Zach Collins piece that was sort of a little department unto itself at Southside Sox, and it'd be nice to be able to jump back into that that as new pieces come out, because I know Tom has got a, a pretty long list of guys, I think probably highlighted and led off by Luis Robert once he finally gets that kinetic energy down <laughs> in a series yeah. of pieces. Uh, but, you know, that's something we're definitely going to be featuring because it, it's unique, it, it's, it's super clever stuff. And again, what helps... It's not just the end product, it's the, it's the energy you see behind it, and it's the energy you see translated in Tom's Twitter account, where you're seeing how he's engaging, how he's coming up with the pieces. He might give you a time lapse of how it's put together. He's certainly going to engage with people with contests for prints here and there. There's just a lot of interaction there, which 
sort of, you know, let's face it, it helps. If you're a writer and you write a piece and you're willing to talk to, to fans in, in comments or even on a, on a chat about what it is you've done and what you're thinking is, of course, I think people are going to be more engaged. And I don't think, I don't see why that would be any different for a guy who's a painter, an artist, or a photographer. So Tom is, is aces ahead in terms of, of that. He's not just a guy looking down at us from his painter's art school ivory tower looking down his glasses telling us well you have to love this piece i did on yuan mokata because it has this style and this type and this tone and whatever a bunch of stuff we're going to tune out by the time he's even finished he's going to engage with us as an artist of the people which i think is part of what your aim is i think uh you know tom when we first got together uh, back maybe a year or so ago. I mean, one of your aims is to um, get closer and closer and more ingrained with this White Sox team so then when it's time for championship banners to go up, uh, maybe murals at the stadium be put together, uh, you might get to be part of that activity. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of the goal. Of, you know, I mean, in the end, I'm just, I'm a Sox fan and I love the team and I've, you know, followed them for decades now. So um, just to kind of, you know, interact with the, uh, the fans and even some of the players at times, like, you know, it's, it's cool. And it, you know, I think it, it kind of validates what I'm doing and, and just trying to push out content that people like and just make people happy. So when the Sox are good and, you know, we win a world series, like if I can be a part of that in some way, um, you know, with the White Sox, that'd be awesome. But if not, I'll just be painting White Sox stuff and, you know, giving away free stuff and, selling prints and trying to get Sox fans as much artwork as I can. And if in the meantime, the Topps trading card company in one of its 8 million myriad card projects decides to ring your doorbell and say, hey, Tom Borowski, you've got a pretty cool style. How about you make some cards for us? You'll be like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna, let me make the checklist so it skews a little White Sox, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm just going to drive over to their office at some point because that's, that's a bucket list item of mine. Right. <laughs> To paint some of those tops, those one-on-one tops cards. All so, right. Tops, yeah. hook Tom up. Come on. Yeah. The guy's no, got his art out there. I'm going to make it. Yeah, I'll make it happen eventually. Come on already. Yeah, I uh, can't say no to me forever. And the good thing with uh, having a relationship with Tom on, on both Southside Sox and, and his uh, main art um, uh, blog site, at least in terms of White Sox blog site, Southside Hip Pen, is that uh, if you squeeze your uh, eyes really hard, really tight, you might even find that there might be some kind of... Uh, Patreon bonuses involved with his art. If you just, if you find it, if you look, can't really be too revealing here on Southside Sox, but if you try hard enough, you'll find it. And believe me, it'll pay off both in uh, support of uh, sites you really enjoy and uh, Tom Browski's art. So definitely going to be more from Tom at uh, Southside Sox and Southside Hit Pen uh, to come. You check him out on Twitter at Tom uh, underscore paints. If you, do it right now. If you're not following them already, follow them now. And then, of course, when you have time, when you have your leisure time, when you have your art review time, you can be high-minded after the ball game. You can tell the wife or you can tell the husband, hey, I'm checking out art now. And the art is at paintedbytom.com because there's some great stuff there, some terrific prints. And obviously, there's going to be more and more new stuff coming up there. It's a new website. Um, you know, so check that out, too. And there's going to be a link uh, here on, uh, you know, what do we put up at Southside Sox? So you can get hooked up with uh, Tom's art. But for now, Tom, I uh, really appreciate the time. It's been great to sort of learn a little bit about your process and your take on the team. And uh, we'll definitely uh, do this again sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me on and uh, looking forward to the season and just cranking out new Sox content. White Sox, listen, the more wins you put on the field, the more art Tom's going to put together. Let's just go for 100. 100 wins, a guy's probably going to do like, yeah, what, 
50 paintings, right, Tom? Okay, it's a guarantee from Probably. Tom. I've got, a, I've got a plan, yeah. I do have a plan for something. All right. I'm not going to say yet what it is, but we'll see. We'll see you heard it here first. Guarantee from Tom Borowski all the way out in California saying 100 wins, 50 paintings. I mean, he'll probably shoot past go. that. Come on, White Sox. Yeah, let's do a painting for every win. Let's do it. That'd be awesome. All right. You heard it. Guarantee. Southside Sox exclusive. That's Tom Borowski. I'm Brett Ballantini. Thanks, everybody, for reading Southside Sox, for listening to the podcast. It's been a lot of fun to do. We'll have Tom on again soon. And again, uh, keep an eye out for his art on Twitter and certainly showing up on the sites here because we're going to feature it uh, prominently as well. But for now, thanks again for uh, listening, and we will back be back with you with another podcast, I'm sure, much sooner than later. Thanks for listening. <laughs>